it's time for the Balls Deep Down Under podcast. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> How you going, ballers? Deep ballers. Welcome to the Balls Deep Down Under podcast number two. Um, having a bit of fun this session, a little bit of everything. Um, start off talking about and doing a mock draft that I did on a website called Fantasy Pros. So we talk um, through all my decision making and who goes where and when. Uh, it's only five rounds, but I just run through some different players and the sort of decisions you need to make and just the mindset you need to be in when you do a, do the draft. So might be a little good warm up for, for you guys for when we uh, do our draft. Uh, then I go through uh, an option within the Sleeper app where you can do a three-way trade. So it's a trade that I did in another league, um, and I'm learning all the time about this app and, and, and trading. And it's just an interesting trade where you can involve a third person, and, and it sort of brings in a little bit more excitement to the deal where you can you know, um, create something that you couldn't do with just between two people. So remember, we're going to give an award for... Um, you know, for a, a good trade. So, and then I finish off uh, talking about the IDP player, the def- the defensive player, individual defensive player. Talk about um, defense in general. And look, I'm starting to warm to this more. We're just dip, 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 you know, we're dabbling, we're dipping the toe, um, and just getting used to this defensive concept. But we can tweak it, guys. We can put points on tackles or uh, interceptions, whatever we want. We can tweak it to get that player to a level that we're happy with. We might have him at a tight end level. Um, I certainly think we should have it above a kicker level, so there's a bit more skill involved and a bit more scoring. Um, but anyway, I'll run through the pros and cons, and, and uh, there's a, another website that I'll uh, point you towards, and you can have a look at that as well. And start. We're learning. I've seen a couple of websites where they say this is the future of fantasy football, so be open-minded, guys. And then I'll finish off with a, a, a focus on Dar- sorry, Darius Leonard, one of the uh, one of the great uh, backmen. Um, so I'm going to start running through. Also, I think I'll also go through the uh, the top 10 backmen at the moment. So we'll start learning about, about this. So anyway, sit back and enjoy it, guys. Hope you love it. All right, guys, so I'm just about to start this mock draft that I'm... Uh Sign up to do through Fantasy Pros. It's a good way to practice your drafting. Uh, it's two minutes to go until it starts. So I just thought I'd um, just talk you through a mock draft, show you what I do. Uh, you probably all do it as well, I don't know. But um, it's a good way just to practice uh, your picks under pressure. I think I've only got about 30 seconds for my pick. Um, so it's going to be putting me under pressure and I'll try and chat while I'm doing it and let you know what I'm thinking and uh, just gives us a good idea of who's going in that I'll probably only do the first five rounds so it gives us a really good idea of um, who's going in those rounds you know this is with other guys around I think in the US mainly so it looks like there's six or seven other guys and then the other picks will probably just happen automatically so that'll no doubt happen very quickly so Obviously, Christian McCaffrey's the first one he picked to go, recommended by the system, says 94%. And then Sakon Barkley, the great Zeke, and uh, Kamara. So it oh, looks like we've got eight out of ten teams have joined the draft now, so it's going to be pretty real. My nickname for this one is Surfer Man, and I've got pick three. So my, I'm going to be able to choose between, really, the top three going, uh, CMC, Sakon, and Zeke, or Kamara. I'm... I'm I'm going to probably do some picks here that I wouldn't do in our draft because I don't want to give everything away in terms of what I'm going to do. But um, I think I might go Kamara if he's still there. I just think, um, 
you know, just think he's due for a big year. He was injured last year um, and didn't quite see the best of him. But he, just looking at his training videos and whatnot, it looks like he's in really good form and uh, the body's holding out well. So I reckon... Oh, there you go. Mock starts in 56 seconds. So another 55 seconds to talk about nothing. <laughs> um, so what also I'm going to talk about um, while I do this is, you know, there's uh, you can go to some uh, rankings. Um, there's a ranking website, so I'll probably refer to that at times um, and just sort of make a decision based on where players are ranked. Um, the one I use is also this Fantasy Pros one, so I'm going to bring that up now in my browser. So I've got that up now ready to go, and the draft is just about to start. So first one off the board, Darkman34, he's on the clock. We've got 30 seconds. This is really quick stuff, quick fire stuff. So I'm only going to go, you know, five rounds or so just to give you an idea of who's going early. So he's still on the clock. So Cushion McCaffrey's there, 94% recommendation. So the experts, that's what the experts are saying. So he's got 12 seconds left. I'm, I'm thinking Kamara at this stage or Zeke could change at the last moment. If Barkley's still there, I'm definitely going to go him above all those. So he's got three seconds. Come on, Dark Man, who are you going? I reckon it must be an auto pick here. Christian McCaffrey. So the next guy is coming up. So Saquon's 85%. Um, oh, I'm on the clock. So who's gone? So Barkley's gone. I'm third pick, actually. So I've got Zeke or Kamara. I'm going to go Kamara, even though the experts say 75% Zeke. So I've gone Kamara. Richie Callanan's next on the clock. He looks like he's had his pick. He's gone Zeke. So probably Zeke would have been the one to go at three, maybe. Nose Nuggets is next. Um, Michael Thomas, so wide receiver. So we've had three running backs, and now the wide rec- so four running backs: McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, and Zeke. And now the experts are saying that forty-four percent agreed that uh, Michael Thomas should be taken next. So it depends on your what you're doing. Are you going to go running back policy for the first few rounds, or you grab the, um, grab Michael Thomas when he's available, or if he's available to you because he's out and far and far away the best. Um, wide receiver there so he's taken Michael Thomas at pick five so pick six is he's Dalvin Cook's off the board so number seven now is on on his pick and the, wow so they got Derek Henry the experts are saying at uh, pick seven should be 62 percent should be taken and then the young rookie hasn't been tested at Kansas City CEH Clyde Edwards Hilaire so there's a big hype that when Hunt first went there as a rookie he had a massive year lots of touchdowns uh, 1500 yards or so I think it was so there's a lot of uh, hype about Clyde Edwards Hilaire Um, so this guy's clock's ticked down who did he go he went Henry so he took the favourite so now we've got another wide receiver that's come up Devontae Adams um, so you know, I think there's two in the two standout wide receivers, Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas. So the big question, like I said before, is if you if you're going to focus on the running backs, do you want to risk it and take a wide receiver now? It's not something I normally do. Um, I'd rather sort of get a couple of running backs, get them on uh, under the belt. So pick eight went to Joe Mixon, so he didn't go for Devontae Adams. Devonta Adams has been so consistent. He's been his numbers are incredible as, as to his consistency over the years. He can get injured. That's probably the risk. So pick nine, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So he's gone in the first round and untested, untried. Pick ten, Devonta Adams. He did go. So they went for the uh, wide receiver. Next up, the, the most outstanding pick, thirty-four percent. This one, they're saying Julio Jones. 
oh, yeah, I think he's even been better than Adams. He's been even more consistent and much much more yardage. But just below him is Miles Sanders. So who did he go? He went Julio. So he's gone top-line wide receiver, thinking that they're hard to get. So he, he's thinking there's a little bit of depth in the uh, the running back still in the next two rounds. Um, so Nacho's on the clock now. He's got 16 seconds to go. Torrick Hill, so he's that third, probably third or fourth really outstanding wide receiver. I think he can really win you win you games, win you weeks, but there's a downside of he can be quiet at times and, in, and can, can get you know, injured, although it's a little bit overstated. He's not really that injury prone. He just had a freak injury last year. With, I think his rib broken, went into one of his organs or something. So he's, uh, he's on the board. Kenyon Drake went, so pick. First pick in the second round was Julio Jones, then Kenyon Drake, and now Diggity Dogs is on the clock. Um, so what's he going to go? Diggity Dogs went Nick Chubb. Um, so let's see what's happening in the draft board. So it's gone. Oh, yeah, it's swing back round, so I'm coming up. I'm, I'm pick three, so I've still got ages. To go. This is the, one of the worst things about being pick three. You get a good early pick. But is Kamara that much better than Henry Mixon? Uh, C-E-H, can you drag these? I, mean, yeah, I don't know. But I, I, when you pick one, two, three, four, five, you've got a long wait you know, to get your your next choice. So, And so Nick Chubb's gone. Two seconds on the clock. Torek Hill's still there. Miles Sanders. DeAndre Hopkins is the other one that's there. But uh, he's a bit of a risk this year. So he went Torek Hill. So he's gone for the... Uh, you know, the high ceiling player, Tyreek Hill. So we're midway through the, the second round now. Pick six in the second round. Nose Nuggets is on the clock. Kelsey went after Hill. So that someone's gone for the tight end at pick five of the second round. So that's always the big question. Do you, do you take Mahomes? Do you take um, Lamar Jackson? Or do you go one of the top two tight ends, Kelsey and uh, Kittle? Uh, it's big decisions. So Jandre Hopkins is there. I don't know about him. He's changing teams, you know, different quarterback. He was quiet at the start of the year last year. I think I had him in one of the leagues and he burnt me. So Sanders, is, who's been really pumped up in the, in the media over there, I think he's going to get a lot of the ball at Philly. Um, I don't know. He burnt me last year too, but it, I think it could be his time. All right, I'm on the clock. So Sanders went. Hopkins is there. I'm going to go Kittle. He's there. I can't turn him up. He's the third one recommended here. So it's 44% DeAndre Hopkins and Goblin. But I'm just not going to stuff around. I like to have a good tight end. So everyone loves a good tight end. So I'm going to go Kittle. So Josh Jacob, sorry, Josh Jacobs went after Sanders. Um, so let's have a look at the board. So if we look at the board, it's been McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, Zeke. Oh, I took Kamara, by the way. Michael Thomas. Cook, so another run of running backs here. Cook, Henry, Mixon, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Then another wide receiver, Devontae Adams and Julio Jones. Kenyon Drake, Chubb, Torrick Hill. Then Kelsey went. Sanders, Jacobs. I took Kittle. So, um, and then Hopkins. So Hopkins has gone in the second round, which, you know, he's a top-line wide receiver, but I just think a bit risky this year. So... I don't know. It's there's a lot of decisions uh, when you do these these drafts, and you just got to try and you sort of wing it half the time. So my team at the moment, I've got Kamara and Kittle. So on paper, you can't go wrong. First two rounds, I don't think you can go wrong. Really, you, they're all top line players. So it really gets interesting now in this third round. So he's got one second on the clock. Who's he gone? Who's he going to go? Waiting. Chris Goblin, yeah, he's a lot of uh, build-up about Chris Goblin this year uh, with Brady there. So, you know, he he likes to he um, 
throw a lot to Edelman, who's sort of playing a similar closing role like Chris Goldwyn. So um, there's a chance that uh, he may even be a lot better this year. So I'm back on the clock. So the suggestions for me, so Mahomes went in the third round, early in that third round. I've got Eckler, Golladay, Robinson. Eckler's 35%, Golladay's 35 uh, look, I'm going to go another running back here. I think. No, I'll go Golladay. Go wide receiver. He, he's I've heard a lot about him, so I'm going to go him. So I'm going to be running back thin, most likely, in this draft. Um, but I'm only going to do the first five or six rounds here. So uh, who went after me? So Richie Callanan's on the clock. So Mahomes went at just over the, the turn on the third round. So he's gone. The two tight ends, Kittle and Kelsey, are gone. Um Who's coming up next? Mark Andrews is still on the board, so he's one of those top tier wide receivers. So the question is, do you wait and get him, or do you take one of the two, the big two that you know you're going to get good results from? Still got Chris Carson, uh, Lamar Jackson still there, Juju. So there's a lot, you know, still a lot on the board. So Alan Eckler just went after Golladay, and then Robinson, Alan Robinson from Chicago, he's a top line receiver as well. Um, Jackson's gone now So seventh pick in the third round Lamar Jackson So Mahomes and Jackson are gone And the two top tight ends Diggity Dogs is on the clock So I'm going to go Chris Carson If he comes back So I need a running back um, So let's have a look at the draft board So oh, I've got a long way to wait though I've got a long way to wait So he'll be gone by the time it gets back to me So I've got Kamara, Kittle and Golladay So I've got no running back So I've probably got to go running back next Unless there's a top line uh, wide receiver on the board I don't think I'm going to go quarterback yet. So we have a look at suggestions. So Lamar Jackson's gone. Murray Cooper, wide receiver. Up again, up and down. So early in the third round, do you take an up and down wide receiver or do you go for the proven one? So Chris Carson's just gone. So I missed out on him. What other running backs are left? Let's have a look. So we've got Fournette, Connor, Bell and Gordon. So still good running backs there. Gurley just went. Don't know, with Todd Gurley with his knee. A um, lot of talk, number one um, running back there. New offense. Oh, he's primed for a big year, as long as that knee holds up. So it's a risky pick, but, you know, he, he could really come through. James Connors, the next pick that the experts are saying at 38%. Um, again, injury prone. I've had him last year and he just let me down too much. But if you're getting him in the fourth round, it's not a bad buy. So Robert Woods is gone. A lot of rumours about him being the next um, success there in, uh, at the Rams. But again, who knows what Goff's going to do, how good he's going to be. But um, I think with um, Cooks, I think it was that left the Rams, opens up some targets there for, um, for Robert Woods. Thielen's gone. Juju's gone. Beckham, oh, who knows what you can get with Beckham. Yeah, you know, he's brilliantly talented, talented, but is he gone? You know, it's been two or three years now since he's produced anything too good. He, he was injured most of last year, but was still solid. Uh, so we still got Connor, Fournette, and Bell and Gordon there. So if we're looking at the draft board. We've just been a run of wide receivers in the fourth round. So I've got another two picks before I get my pick. So it's down on the clock now. Nose Nuggets has run out of time, and he gone. They he went running back. So he's got two running backs and two wide receivers. The guy before me just took Kevin Ridley, so I'm on the clock. Let's have a look. What's this? Just, I need a running back. So the suggestions are Connor, Bell, Gordon and Johnson. Oh, God. Do I take a risk and go Connor? Oh, I'm down to 12 seconds here. Oh, I'm going to go Melvin Gordon. I just don't trust Bell and Connor. <laughs> so just 
panic a bit there and going for Gordon, but I liked him last year. He's, he gets uh, he gets the touchdowns as well. So we're deep into the fourth round now. I'm only going to do one more round after these guys, but just gives you a really good idea of how this goes. And that you've got to know you've got to know your stuff coming into these because you can panic and and uh, make mistakes. So um, who's left on the board next? They're saying 45% take James Connor, Jonathan Taylor. He's again a rookie, but he's he's up there now in the fourth round as uh, getting recommended to be taken. Uh, it's getting thin on running backs, it really is. So look at the draft board. So Mark, so, so the, the the first guy, the first pick, he's called McCaffrey, Godwin, Jones, the running back, AJ Brown, wide receiver. Now he's gone tight in Mark Andrews. He's taken the third top tight end that's gone in the fifth round. Uh, the next guy, he's got two running backs. Wide receiver and a quarterback, so he's got to go. What's he going to go? He'd have to go wide receiver here, I'd say, or tight end. Who's he going? He's, oh, I'm on the clock. All right, so I'm back on the clock. So what do I need? I need probably another wide receiver. So let's have a look who's up. Who's is it recommending? It's recommending Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Dak Prescott's there as well. Oh, Cup or Lockett. Um... Yeah, I'm going to go cup, 65%. So I've taken cup, under pressure. <laughs> so what I'm going to do now is go to the, there's cheat sheets here and you can have a look at um, who's left out of the – so the, the quarterbacks that have gone so far in the fifth round, up to the fifth round are Mahomes and Jackson. So we've got – in that tier, we've got Dak, Prescott, Russell Wilson, Kyle Murray still there. So in that tier, there's still three really good quarterbacks coming into the fifth round. Now wide receiver – running backs, there's only Connor, Bell – and a few of the second-string ones. Wide receivers, let's have a look. So Terry McLaurin now, fifth round. Chark, Cortland Sutton, Keenan Allen, Metcalf. To put. So all those in that band, I'd say, you've got to take now. If you leave it another round to the sixth round, you miss out on those guys, and they're one one level uh, ahead of the rest of them. Um, there's a lot of tight ends there, so they're probably not, you're not probably rushed to get those. In terms of uh, running backs, Montgomery, Mostert, Hunt, Swift. So you're probably down to that third-string running back. So you looking to me, you have to get running backs early in this 10-team comp. Um, so Jonathan, so now we've had a running a run on running backs, Connor, Bell, Jonathan Taylor. So there's, uh, you know, that's three running backs in a row there. So the suggestions now coming out with three picks left in the fifth round, wide receiver, Chark, so he's 50%, 56% they're saying. In terms of the running backs left, what have we got? Montgomery, Ingram, Mostert. There's not much there. You might as well take a decent wide receiver, I think, or a tight end. So you've got McLaurin, Sutton and Allen. So Chark, Chark uh, was just taken. Nacho's on the clock. So let's have a draft board. I think it's three picks left. Yep. Two picks left. So Chark went. McLaurin's just gone. So it's that fifth round. Like I said, fifth round, you're going you're gonna to start losing that, that last good string of uh, reliable wide receivers. Last pick, guys, Dak Prescott. So he, that guy that took das, Dak Prescott, he had, he had Devontae Adams, Julio Jones as his first two picks, two wide receivers. Then he went two running backs. So he's still got Carson and Gurley, not too bad. And rather than go tight end yet, He's comfortable. He's got two running backs, two wide receivers. He's gone his quarterback, and he got one of the top string ones, Dak Prescott. All right, look, I, I've got to go. I'm going to finish this draft off, but I just thought uh, I'd do that for you guys and give you a little bit of a, a rundown on how these uh, these mock drafts or these drafts are going to go. So uh, start researching, guys. Start doing some mock drafts. Catch you later. Trade alert. Right, guys. Just want to introduce a new section that we'll have in the podcast called Trade Alert. And... Uh, we're going to talk about any big trades in our league. 
Um, today I'm just going to talk about a big trade in another league. And we, we might do that as well. If you're in other leagues and, you, and trades come through or you see any good trades anywhere on Facebook or whatever, this will be the section uh, to, that we'll talk about. So send it in to me um, and uh, let me know the details of the trade and uh, we'll chat about it, analyse it. I really want to get Big Doug on the on the, on the podcast and uh, talk it over with him as well. So send them in, guys. Just want to run through now a trade that went uh, went through in another league I'm in, and just to give you uh, a really good insight as to a three way trade that you can do in this sleep app. Um, first, got put on the to these by uh, Jacko, the other commissioner, my lad, my son, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's a really cool cool thing you can do in the sleep app. I don't think we could do it in the, in the other league that I was in, but it's, it's like a three way trade, so you can involve two other guys rather than one. So I got this guy contact me, and he I had Cook. And he really wanted Cook. He didn't know this, but I, I wanted Woods. So, But he's come to me um, with a three-way trade. So the trade was this. I would give him Cook, Bryce Love, who's a rookie at Washington, a rookie running back. He's probably third in line. He, he may not even get the get the job there. Um, there's, a, there's another um, Gibson, Antonio Gibson, I think it is, the other gun running back at Washington that may get it before Love. I don't know. Love had a re- knee reconstruction. He was a Stanford boy, and he showed some, oh man, really good yardage and, and good movement. So he could get the job, but I don't know. And then, he, and then he wanted a two thousand, just a, a round pick, so two thousand twenty-one fourth round pick. So I was giving away those three things, and he was going to give me Woods, uh, Williams, Jamal Williams, who's a backup to Aaron Jones, who's a running back at Green Bay. So Jones, I thought was probably a second rounder, top fifteen running back, whereas Cook's a top four or five. Williams is just a backup to Jones, so that probably matched off the fourth round pick that I was giving him. But Woods, I just think Woods from the Rams could uh, go really well. And I'm personally in that league was lacking wide receivers. So that was between me and him. But then the third part of it is there's this other guy who had Madison. So the three-way trade involved this other guy giving uh, giving up a... um, Madison, and he was going to receive a 2022 first-round pick. So two thousand, so it's a year down the track. It's a dynasty league, though. Um, but all he's given up really is, is Madison. So if Cook goes down, he, he, you know, when you say I say all he's given up, he, he's given up a potentially a, a, a number one running back for for a certain amount of time. But who knows? You know, if he gives up the Madison now, if as long as his team's well structured, he'll get a first-round rookie pick in 2022 so now this is a good thing I, I like about the dynasty leagues and the keeper leagues is you you've got you can trade picks you can you're thinking of the future you, some people have a focus on the now some in the future during the year you probably find that um if you're not going to think you're going to win it then you can start trading your big names and picking up you know, picks and picking up uh, rookies and and the younger players and that that opens up trading opportunities which we all know i love <laughs> so so the guy that uh, ended up um with Cook, he ended up with Cook, Bryce Love, Madison as the backup for Cook, and a 2021 uh, fourth round pick. So he's given up a 2021 first round, but he pick, gets up a 2021 fourth round. So it's a three way trade. So guys, get into the trade when we've done our draft. Get into that trading uh, uh, tab on the right and just just look at how you can. It's really easy to use, and, and just look at how you can come up with some of these three way trades. And remember. We're going to give an award for a really good trade. So if you can get a really big three-way trade happening, post it after you've done it and uh, and gloat in it and uh, just run us through what you did. And then we'll all be looking at it and thinking, wow, that, that, uh, he's right, that guy who did that trade, he's really onto it. And uh, and it's, it's a lot of fun and uh, and hopefully every you know, everyone wins in a three-way trade, hopefully. <laughs>
all fun and interesting. Keep trading. We've got to keep trading. Well, that's my view anyway, and I think it'll make our, uh, our league a lot more fun if we all have that uh, attitude of uh, trying to uh, do lots of trades. Just want to finish off now, guys, with a general talk about defence and um, more so the IDP or the individual defensive player. Now, just been looking at some web- websites and uh, doing a bit of reading, and some of these websites are saying that it uh, could be the future of fantasy football. Um, so you've got to be open-minded and uh, let's just try this. You know, we, we can muck around with the settings on the scoring and try and get the, uh, the, the defensive player... You know, maybe a little bit more valuable than a tight end or, or somewhere between a kicker and a tight end. I don't know. We'll play around with it. Um, they do say it works best if you've got three or four defensive players because then, you know, you, 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 then you're really balls deep into it rather than just dipping your toe like we're doing. But I think for this year, we just try it and uh, see if we can get our heads around it and, and get into it. So some tips that you, you might want to think about when you're uh, drafting your, your IDPs, you probably shouldn't start drafting them until you you got your offense set. So, you know, get your running backs, your wide receivers, maybe your spare running back and your spare wide receiver, and then start looking at um, the IDP player. But even having said that, there, there's there's a lot of talk in the in the websites and whatever that um, you know you, you can run the waivers on on this on this player depending what we do with the scoring. Um, so you just don't want to get too hung up on, at this stage anyway. Um, the things we need to look at is, you know, um, how we're going to value certain things. Um, so maybe we put more scoring on a sack, you know, or th- th- that might be the thing we focus on and we and we decide that we want to pick de- defensive players that we believe um, that, that that's a predominant sort of um, skill to have and uh, it has more impact, you know, on... And I guess things like... Um, fumbles and if you're scoring for those things things that are just like a lucky occurrence like a pass defended or something like that something that's more of just a lucky occurrence is hard to um you know it's hard to hard to pick a player based on that so we've probably got to have a talk about that um we're only going to have one player like i said In, in in general they're quite inconsistent so the fortunes will fluctuate but you can you sort of can use that in in your favor by using you know to your advantage by using that waiver wire because it also will depend on matchups you know so you might be able to um fluke one <laughs> we had a bit of a chat about return yards at this stage i think we're saying no um i don't know i think it could add a bit of excitement if you have to pick a player out of a special team that, that gets those returns and if he has a really big run that week uh, and you might love him as a player and think he's got a chance of doing that then you hit it big and and you know what you might knock off the top guy great you know that, that evens the competition up and just makes it a bit more interesting but you know like everything you know we, we talk about talk about these types of things um the other thing I've got, I've found a website that just sort of runs through this IDP. And I just want to, so if you go to, it's called uh, si.com. And if you type in si.com and, and IDP league strategy, um, it'll it'll take you to this uh, sort of summary of what the defense is all about. And I'll just run you through some things. So it says here for the IDP league strategy, rule one is tackles, tackles, tackles. So draft players that make tackles. Yeah, it's difficult to predict interceptions, like I said before, fumbles, touchdowns, and sometimes even sacks. So you don't want to have to bank on big plays each week to get points. So, you know, we could we could sort of flesh out a scoring system which focuses on tackles, you know, first and foremost. So, you know, we can have a talk about that, but that's something we may be considering. Um, so then you'll be looking, obviously, at the stats of these defense players, and then think, okay, well, who's the triple-digit tacklers? You know, normally, and you know, depending on who they're playing, are they have they got a chance of um, 
you know, doing a lot more tackles. So it at least gives you some sort of strategy and, and something you can apply to it. Uh, so you'd be looking at those high-volume tacklers. They've got another thing here, rule two, you know, don't fear good players on bad defences. So, um, you know, a lot of the best players are generally on the, the best offence. So this doesn't... That doesn't that's in you know, non-IDP sort of leagues, but this doesn't really apply to the uh, the IDP uh, ethos. So even on the worst defences, um, somebody has to make the tackles. So a terrible defence can often have you know one or two statistically dominant players. So don't be afraid to draft a great player on a bad defence. Rule three: when you when stuck on who to play, um, maybe go for players that force turnovers. And I think that could be the focus of this defensive player. Um, so you, you know, look for a player on the waiver wire and decide if you have to decide between one or two players. You know, they might be facing a weak offensive offensive line, um, and they might be succumb to turnovers more, or, or the quarterback might be someone like that. Um, so yeah, you, know, you can then look at look at those sorts of players that, uh, like I said before, tackles well and um, uh, has more chances of forcing turnovers. Um, rule four: Play the matchups, as I said before. So don't be play afraid to uh, look who you're, you're playing against. You know some of these teams, and and go for a, a back who's going against a mistake-prone quarterback. So that that's probably a pretty important one. So you plug them in. Um, if you have a defensive lineman going against a terrible offensive line, then you you play him. So these are the things we're going to have to learn and get our heads around. So we just got to do a little bit of research. But I think if we get into this, we, I like the idea that it's not all offense now. We can sort of start looking at these bigger guys and these uh, different types of players and uh, start plugging them in and just just something different. Um, so like I said before, on rule five here, the last one on draft day, fill out your offense first. So you know, um, you know, get your wide receivers, running backs, backups, and all that sort of thing. And then look at, uh, you know. So I just want to also run through, just quickly, the different backmen. So you've got a linebacker. So he they line up three to five yards behind the line of scrimmage, behind the defensive line, and back up the line. Uh, generally, they stand upright, and uh, as opposed to the defensive line, who put one or two hands on the ground. The defensive line is a group of linemen. They're positioned at the line of scrimmage. Um, and, you know, they're responsible for... Um, countering the offensive line, um, stopping offensive players from getting forward progress, minimising running lanes for the ball carrier, and also sacking the quarterback. Then you've got the defensive back. So they're the players on the defensive team who take uh, positions back from the line of scrimmage, distinguished from the defensive line and the linebackers, who take the, and they take position directly, to behind, directly behind or close to the line of scrimmage. And you've got the safety. The safety man, uh, defensive backs, who line up from, say, 10 to 15 yards from the line of scrimmage, and they can play as linebackers or deep normal um, safeties as well. So, just you know, just a couple of terms that we need to start getting used to. Um, just as a summary uh, from this website, they talk about the sort of pros and cons of, uh, or the, you know, the pros and cons of an IDP league. So, what they say here is, what makes a good IDP league is an informed league and commissioner. So that's me and Jake. So we're trying to do our research now and, and uh, give you information for this. Uh, it says don't be afraid to tweak the scoring settings. So if you think defensive tackles should score more, as I said before, since you know most of them don't score much, then we should consider adding a couple of scoring modifiers to that position, like you, like you might see in a tight end premium league. So instead of say one and a half points for a tackle, maybe a defensive tackle counts for two points, or their sacks count for five points. So um, we need to start thinking like that. Maybe maybe the defensive back should get a boost. So you might increase points for passes defended or add uh, intercept yardage. Um, 
we sort of got to keep the the says here to keep the ability to stay flexible and attentive to your league mates, which is what what I definitely want to do and Jack wants to do. Um, doesn't mean we widely boost or decrease the position that you know that wouldn't be fair, um, and could be you know looked at as favouritism to my own team. So we'll put this out there to everyone. Um, so you know we just got to. Uh, it might just be a tiny twist here and there, just a fractional change that can nudge our league in a healthier direction. So in the end, like any league, the idea is to have fun and challenge yourself to always embrace um, that type of attitude. And that's what we, we want to do in this uh, this league. Not only have fun with, as I keep saying, trading and that and all that sort of thing, but have fun in tweaking it to get it to a point where all of us have a bit of a bit of a part to play in the league and, and really enjoy the challenge that it, that it gives us um, and, and you know, a love for fantasy football. Just want to finish off now with, um, I found a top 10 uh, defense uh, players list. So this is just off a website that I, that I found. So just to start getting ahead around these names and the sort of players that we can start doing research on. So the, the top rankings at, at the moment they have is Darius Leonard, He's a linebacker, and he's from in the Colts. Second on the list, they've got Bobby Wagner. He's a linebacker from Seattle. Third is Bosa. So he's a defensive lineman also from the Chargers. Then we've got Daniel Hunter from Minnesota. Uh, Corey Littleton, I think it is, from Vegas. Um, Jalen Smith from Dallas. Jamal Adams, we all, I think we all know Jamal Adams. So he's moved to the... Uh, Seahawks um, just watched a video on him on um, oh, what's it on one of the on KO um, they do a there's a special on the Rams and the Chargers uh, how they're coping with with pre-season camps all this COVID stuff uh, he's an absolute character gun you know, absolute gun still still in his rookie year so he still hasn't even negotiated a big contract yet so uh, he's he's definitely one to watch out for. Miles Garrett, I think we all remember him from the Browns, Cleveland. I think last last year he might have been the guy that whacked the other one with the, the quarterback with a helmet. <laughs> so he's he's back this year and uh, should make a big difference to the Browns. Then we have got Aaron Donald from the Rams and Blake Martinez. He's my favourite name and he's from my team. He's a linebacker from the Giants. So that's the, that's the top ten. So you need to start researching. You know we need to start researching these guys and you know I think we should talk about it. if we put a few more points into this position just. Just to get it important, you know, at the level we're all happy with, that that we then just you know our research pays off instead of just chucking someone randomly in and they all score around the same sort of sort of level. All right, I want to now complete this defense defense discussion with the focus on the number one on the list, Darius Leonard, nicknamed the Maniac. Uh, he got this nickname for you know for the, the the tackling style, his types of tackling onslaughts. They call him the Maniac. What a great name. I already like this guy, even though he's ranked number one. Yeah, that's probably the main reason, but just like the the nickname. Uh, where do we say the Maniac was from? The Colts. So he's made a massive difference to the Colts over the last few years, and he's he's arguably, arguably the best linebacker in the, in the NFL at the moment. He's just in his third season, um, and he should be a top five for the, you know, the next five to ten years. In his rookie season, he led the NFL in tackles and won the Defensive Rookie of the Year over Bradley Chubb. He became a leader of the solid Colts defense, um, instrumental to a later season winning streak, uh, but ultimately put in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, the playoffs in that year. So he's continued, he can, that was his rookie year, so he's continued to improve in his sophomore year and posted similar numbers but in fewer games. Um, so the Maniac um, is a linebacker and his per game averages for, um, I think that rookie year it was, 
He was second in tackles per game, first in sacks, uh, second in TFLs, can't remember what that means, first in interceptions, and first in FF slash FR. I'm not sure what that is either. But I think you know, that just shows things we got to start looking at is um, tackle stats, sacks, and interceptions. You know, and then we got to, like I said before, sort of talk about how we're going to score for that. Uh, a little bit of personal information about him. He, he's, he met his wife in kindy. <laughs> she turned him down in sixth grade, and they started dating in, in 11th grade, and he's now married to her. He drives a uh, jacked-up Ford F250, loves fishing for bass, and he loves country music. Uh, he's got... Now, this is the most interesting part. He's got two brothers in prison for murder. So, you know, it's from a bit of a wild background, this guy. And that's, sort of, that's the persona of some of these big defensive guys. That's what I like. I like getting into, uh, you know, find out a little bit more about uh, the different personalities of the different positions. You know, you've got the running backs who are zippy and you've got the wide receivers who are lean and a bit taller and can run. Um, the quarterback, the leader, and now we've got the backman, the big guy, you know, the, the strong characters that you, know, you don't hear too much about, but we uh, we will get to know them all. So he had another brother too that, that died after getting clubbed in the, the back of the head at a nightclub. So yeah, interesting life for this guy, and now he's, he's at the top of his game. Um, so the maniac, we'll finish off the maniac, the linebacker who may wreak havoc on any offense for the next decade. He's unlike anything you could ever expect. <laughs> what a finish, the maniac. Alrighty, guys, that's it for episode two. I hope it's given you some sort of value um, and you're enjoying it. Give me some feedback. Rate the podcast. You've got to rate it. Give me five stars, please. Uh, write a review. You know. Remember, guys, banter. And keep trading and be balls deep. You know, if you're not trading, you're not having fun. So get balls deep, guys. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. See you, ballers.